Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thanks so much for being here on this Monday as we start a brand new week. Hope springs eternal, right? This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. On social media, Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore and Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. So please go check me out there. Also by email, I am at Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. So keep those emails coming. I'd love to hear from you guys. All right. Later in the week, we are going to talk about Michelle Obama. And again, I know I've been teasing this for a while, but I promise you, we are going to deal with Michelle Obama this week. We're going to speak with Joel Gilbert, who put out a documentary last year saying that Michelle was going to be the Democratic nominee. Um, I do want to break that apart next week because it's a really important conversation. Does us no good to live in fantasy land or wishful thinking. We've got to be prepared for the worst case scenario. So we will take that apart and that's a conversation that's going to blow you away. Uh, Also later this week, we hope to have Vivek Ramaswamy, who is running for president as a Republican, Um, And as everybody knows, I'm supporting President Trump, but Vivek is a friend. And I just did his show where we spent 45 minutes to an hour doing a deep dive on China. I've put that in my podcast feed as a special treat for you guys. So you can hear our conversation on his show. Go check that out. It's in our podcast feed. So wherever you get this show, um, the show I did with Vivek is there is there. So please go check that out. Really important conversation. But later this week, Vivek is going to be here on my show talking about a whole range of issues. And he's really, really a smart guy and he's making a huge contribution to our national conversation. So stay tuned for that big week of shows here. But today I want to do something really special with a very special guest. An absolute pleasure to have with us today, media legend, Lou Dobbs. Lou is the host of The Great America Show, which is an absolutely phenomenal podcast. Check it out wherever you get my podcast and other podcasts. It's everywhere, and it is a really, really important show. You will love it. I am honored to call Lou Dobbs my longtime friend, and he joins us now. Lou, welcome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, It's a great honor to be with you, and thanks for that wonderful introduction. 
Well, it is absolutely the truth, or to paraphrase Henry Kissinger in a different context, Lou, it has the added virtue of being true. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> and go. I'm, I'm always so happy to talk with you, Lou, and to hear your voice. We have so much to cover with you because I definitely want to get to the border and the absolute catastrophe mm -hmm. that Biden has inflicted on our nation by keeping a wide open border, which is now, and with the lifting of Title 42 last week, it has now taken invasion and made it a next level invasion. And I, you know, I do want to talk to you about this in a couple of minutes here, because sure. I remember watching you on CNN back in the day, talking about illegal immigration and the need for border enforcement. And not a lot of people like that at your old network. A lot of people made their, their voices known about that at the time, but you were way ahead of your time on this issue. But before we get to that, let's talk about our favorite president, Donald Trump, and the fact that he went into the lion's den several days ago, CNN, the lion's den of fake news, and held a town hall that was nothing short of a tour de force. I was a little, I, I mean, we, we both know Donald Trump. He is our friend. We love him. Um, I was a little concerned that he hasn't done this kind of format. He's done rallies, of course. But he hasn't done a town hall in a couple of years, and I was a little concerned that he might be rusty. Those concerns went right out the window the second he walked on stage and got a standing ovation. I said, we're going to be in good shape tonight. <laughs> Your thoughts on his performance that night? Well, I agree with you entirely uh, that he, uh, as you put it, a uh, tour de force, which is uh, uh, natural given that he is a force of nature. Uh, he is so commanding because he is so genuine. He, What you see is what you get. And he's not a different person, as you well know. Uh, off camera or on, he is the same guy. And I think that's one of the great uh, both charms and attractions uh, that the American people feel for him. Uh, it's a, a really interesting to watch him in that venue. As you said, he hasn't done a town hall meeting for, for some time. Uh, but there's so many things he hasn't done for a while that he can just simply step to the moment. He never forgets who he is, where he is, and who he's speaking to. Uh, it's it's a he's a great study for anyone who wants to do public speaking, uh, who wants to understand better how to do a presentation. Uh, follow along and get the top tutorial because he really is uh, an extraordinary both presence and uh, speaker. He does. He's there's nothing about him that isn't original and genuine. And that's his first secret. He really is the guy that you're watching and listening to. And, and that audience obviously loved him. And I think that the folks in the control room at CNN had to be sweating bullets and, and freaking out at various points because <laughs> he was so uh, relatable for the audience and taking uh, uh, certainly taking great energy from them and bringing it to the screen. Uh, and by the way, I think he did CNN a wonderful favor. Uh, they're going to have ratings uh, as, uh, you know, I, I, that probably will be the highest they'll have for, for, for years. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Indeed. And they're likely to come back to him, given the astronomical <laughs> ratings that they're going to poo poo him now. Uh, oh, you know, yeah, so we, we, you know, we made a mistake or whatever, but they're, they're going to bring him back. I guarantee it. To your point about Donald Trump's authenticity, Lou, it's such a critical point. And I remember you and I and, and others making this point back in 2015 to whomever would listen, which is that, he, that he's got this raw authenticity. And yeah, sometimes it is raw, but it's authentic. And uh, so many people just respond to that because frankly, we are sick and tired of being bullshitted by our <laughs> leaders on both sides of the aisle, the uni party, right? We have been bullshitted to death. And when he came on the scene, we had never seen anything like that before in 2015 and 2016. And people responded to it. They loved it. And the fact it was raw, a lot of people saw themselves in it and in him. He was the blue collar billionaire, right? And I think, you know, based on what we saw in this town hall, seems to me, Lou, that we are getting big 2016 energy 
back again. What do you think? I think absolutely. And 2020 uh, energy uh, is going to be uh, you know, prevalent, obviously, in 2024 as well. The man isn't getting older. I, I think the expression goes, he's getting better. And for him to be tested like this, there was a lot of pressure on him that people forget. Uh, the left is just sitting there waiting for any slight drop of blood to hit the floor so that they can pounce uh, and, and just savage this guy. Uh, he was No one laid a hand on him. I thought, really, uh, Monica, that the, the I, I guess the kind way to put this is the host, the moderator, was badly miscast. I don't know what she was told to do by her management. If she was told to perform in the way she did, uh, management is also a, a huge problem still at CNN. Uh, she is going, she is just, uh, I, I hate to criticize her, but the fact is she was awful turning a town hall into a uh to really a cage match it was was you know beneath i would hope it's beneath her it was certainly beneath cnn's promises and i think the audience's expectations i i mean she just couldn't have put herself i don't think uh, in a in a worse light her name is caitlin collins and she she was a white house uh, correspondent for cnn during the trump years trump at one point i think banned her lou for a while anyway she is a reporter she is not an anchor or a host or a debate moderator i mean we all have our strengths but those two things are very different talents being a reporter is one set of of skills being a host, as you and I well know, is another set of skills. She does not have those skills. Now, maybe she'll develop them over time, but mm -hmm. she was thrown into an impossible situation and she was clearly in way over her head. And to Trump's credit, he sees the opportunity. He sees the opening and he ran with it. She was trying to fact check him in real time and fell flat on her face because he turned the fact checks around on her. <laughs> and said, no, you're wrong about the number of miles I built of the border wall, etc. Just boom, 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 basically machine gunned her. To further fact check, uh, he was correct in his uh, his numbers. Uh, his uh, his perspective on them may be a little different, uh, but the truth is, it was over 400 miles of fence uh, was built, and he had to fight both the rhinos of his party as well as the. Uh, the Lion Dems and uh, the, the Pelosi uh, Schumer uh, opposition, uh, for him to get to the point he did, uh, resisted as well within his own party to build that wall, uh, was really a, 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 you know, he did, I think he did more than any other president could possibly have done under the circumstances. I, I wonder if I may, because to your point, go just a little inside baseball here, and talk about the the unfortunate host uh, moderator. Uh, she she was put there by the executives. It was a ma management decision. This Chris Licht, who is there, uh, David Zaslav is uh, the head of Warner uh, Brothers Discovery, the the big enchilada. He said, "Move to the center," and he said, "Stop this nonsense." He had to be appalled. I mean, if he was sincere and, and publicly saying exactly what he meant, I can't understand why there isn't a management shakeup, a major management shakeup, because that putting that uh, that young talent there in that position, as you say, was a disastrous decision to tell her to go after uh, the, a former president like a junkyard dog uh, was awful. And the staging was cold and sterile, and there was there was no warmth. And it's such a great opportunity for CNN missed. They the boss says move to the center, Go, become objective in your approach, uh, and constrain your left wing activism uh, and natures. Perhaps they did none of that, and and to and to their great uh, embarrassment, folly, and I would suspect jeopardy as well. You know, um, it, it was clear that she was coached to try to fact check him and not let him, quote unquote, get away with anything. I mean, I think that was pretty obvious, but he turned the tables on her really fast. But CNN still needs to 
maintain its leftist bona fides, right? So they, they were bending over backwards to try to attack him, put him in a bad light. But because he was able to turn the tables very effectively, the left went into complete meltdown, Lou, and it was led by Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who took to Twitter to say CNN should be ashamed of themselves. They have lost total control of this town hall to again be manipulated into platforming election disinformation defenses of January 6th, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the audience is cheering him on and laughing at the host. We saw this on MSNBC, The New York Times, the Daily Beast, the Huffington Post, all of the left-wing outlets went into total meltdown because they realized that Donald Trump emerged from that town hall triumphant. And so now they're going absolutely mental over this, over this reality that Donald Trump could be the next president again. And in fact, John King on the CNN panel, which was like a funeral procession <laughs> after the town hall, John King said, and he was very sad faced and lamented that Donald Trump, quote, has a plausible path to winning again. Well, yeah, <laughs> and this is why they're going insane. I the the arrogance of the language that was used, by the way, uh, was to me interesting. And in looking at the, the the folks who appeared in the after show, which was a lot longer than they expected because CNN, CNN cut off the uh, the town hall that turned into a cage match. Because they just they couldn't stand any more heat from the the comments they were getting, uh, all of the phone calls they were getting, the left, as you say, in meltdown. They actually bailed out twenty one minutes early because they were running from Donald Trump. It's just <laughs> it, it's just amazing to me to see the the cowardice and the the inability on the part of the particularly cable news to stand the truth. And by the way, truth is, there's a, a famous saying, you know, truth, there is no real truth. Uh, there's only perspective and, and facts. And the perspective here that Donald Trump took was that he was in, uh, he would been cheated of his, uh, his reelection in 2020. There's a lot of evidence that that is exactly the case. We can go through it uh, moment by moment. Bill Barr, the the Twitter files, the New York Post censorship, and the suppression of of conservative voices by the FBI. Bill Barr not intervening uh, to point out that the president of the United States was lying when he said it was disinformation in the debate and, uh, in in twenty twenty, the final debate. I, I mean, there are so many uh, pivotal points. Uh, in that election and various aspects of that election that that frankly were uh, maneuvered, manipulated. And oh, by the way, the most successful amongst those for the left, uh, Mark Elias, uh, separated from the DNC because they wanted nothing more to do with it. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that that was a mutual situation, but certainly the DNC doesn't want to be uh, in that situation again going into 2024. Yes. That is absolutely true. All right, Lou, we have so much more we want to cover with you. So please hang tight. We've got a lot more ahead. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy 
And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. We're back with the great Lou Dobbs. It's really remarkable to see that the, the history keeps repeating, right? So one of the huge reasons we got Donald Trump in 2016 is because we had eight years of catastrophic economic and other policies from the Obama-Biden administration. And now we might get Trump again in all likelihood because of the Biden-Obama administration and their catastrophic policies. I mean, what's old is new again, Lou. It is. Unfortunately, it's also a continuation, as you suggest. Uh, Obama famously saying uh, that he wanted fundamental transformation and the, the wags around him talking about a third term. I don't think there's any question but what this is, the Obama's third term. This president, and I know no one likes to talk about this on the left, but they should be able to accept a few facts. And, and amongst them is that this is obviously an impaired uh, puppet president. This man is not making decisions. He is not uh, executing a vision uh, that he shared at any point with the, with the voters that he sought out in the campaign of 2020. Uh, it is straightforwardly. This is a sham. It is a... The Democrat Party is being led by Marxist Dems, and I think probably chief amongst their council uh, leading the way is Barack Obama behind the scenes. Yes, 100%. You and I agree on that. This is Obama's third term, and uh, I think he, they would like a fourth and a fifth, which <laughs> brings us to the Democratic field. You and I have talked about this. I suspect, I mean, first of all, I don't think there's any chance on God's green earth that uh, Joe Biden is going to be the, in the end, the Democratic nominee. And I fear that the Democrats are teeing up Michelle Obama to run. And if that is the case, we face some big challenges, Lou, because she will be very, very difficult to run against. And I don't care if we're talking about Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or whomever. What are your thoughts about the Democratic field going forward? Biden has announced, but are you confident he's going to end up being the nominee? No, I'm not confident. And I think you make a great point here about his uh, his shelf life. Uh, this is just this is not uh, a time uh, for rejoicing, even on the part of the left, despite the fact that there probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 million illegal immigrants brought into the country uh, during his uh, four years as president. Uh, it, the, the, the this absurdity that he calls a foreign policy. We are on the defensive everywhere in the world. There is not a hemisphere. There isn't a region. Uh, that we are not in withdrawal uh, or have been stalemated in point of fact by the Russians and the Chinese. And frankly, in the Middle East, the, the Ayatollahs are having their way at this moment because of the just simply inert, inept uh, uh, foreign policy of this uh, foreign policy team that is at best second rate. Uh, so I think that what you're suggesting is that, that there is a uh, uh, right now someone in the Democratic Party ready to replace him. And I think you're right. What I can't get my head around is who that could be, because the usual suspects at the forefront of the of what is now the Marxist Dem Party, uh, I, I don't think have uh, appeal or the capacity uh, to generate a a, a, if you will, an architecture like we saw in 2020 uh, in terms of changing the vote, maneuvering the system to to let anyone else but Joe Biden uh, successfully run a campaign from his basement. Right. And so I am very fearful about what is coming down the pike next year, Lou. And I've talked about this on this show. What they did in 2020, released a virus, shut down the global economy, got Antifa and Black Lives Matter to burn down the country, all to stop one man. 
And yes, to advance the Great Reset agenda and the rest of it, there are many bigger things going on, but Donald Trump was the biggest obstacle to affecting that agenda. And I'm very worried that we're gonna see a replay of some kind next year, particularly if Trump is the nominee. And I think your fears are, and concerns are well-placed. I, I share them. Uh, I share further, I believe, uh, a fear that we are looking at a right now and uh, a, an irremediable uh, direction on the part of and values on the part of corporate America. We're looking at ESG, CRT, IED, uh, all of these uh, catch, uh, catch alphabet organizations and concepts that are being peddled by the human resources uh, within corporate America from their C-suites. And it has taken hold along with the federal government, uh, which has been inculcated uh, by these, these standards uh, by which uh, Americans have to question everything in terms of race, uh, in, in terms of culture. And it, I, I think that we're at a point where we've at least uh, stalled the, the, the progress of that, but it's still a very potent and powerful presence with government and corporate America aligned and Wall Street, importantly, uh, to work against whatever will be a Republican idea, a conservative idea in 2024, and whoever is the standard bearer for such, uh, such philosophy and, uh, and ideology. What, what do you make of, I, I want to get into this uh, Biden family corruption with you, because mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think that we'd be seeing any of this. First of all, the, the Republicans have done an outstanding job led by Chairman Comer and House Oversight in really delving into this. And on the Senate side, Senators uh, Grassley and Johnson have been extraordinary in excavating a lot of the truths, a lot of the facts that have been buried over so many years by the press and the Democrats with regard to Joe Biden and his family's corruption. Um, we, last week, we saw Chairman Comer brilliant uh, press conference, laying out reams of hard evidence, exposing the depth of this corruption, reams of bank records and other documents apparently showing textbook bribery. So Joe Biden and his family selling the vice presidency to the highest foreign bidder for policy influence. Your thoughts on that? I think I concur with you entirely on, on, on Chairman Comer. Uh, Chairman Jordan, uh, without them, without uh, Congressman Andy Biggs, I have to give him credit because he led the the brave 20 who negotiated and bargained uh, for the shape of the 118th Congress and its leader, the Speaker uh, of the House, Kevin McCarthy, eventually winning. Uh, and I think doing a, a far better job than I ever expected him to to this point. Uh, I think that right now we are seeing uh, a Congress that is working the way it should, decentralized and focused. It's uh, committees, whether it be the Judiciary Oversight or the Weaponization Committee in particular, uh, they are bringing to ground uh, Joe Biden. And despite an absent media that should be, uh, in point of fact, uh, prying, investigating, and not simply being, a, you know, wallpaper, if you'll forgive the expression, uh, it, it is just, to me, remarkable the job they've done. And this administration is is not on the ropes, but it is certainly headed toward uh, their corner. Uh, and I believe that uh, the facts are going to will out. Uh, the FBI is now in, uh, I think, deep trouble. I don't see a, an exit for the leadership of the FBI that won't lead to uh, further investigation and, uh, a, I hope, uh, a complete uh, overhaul at the FBI and the Department of Justice, ultimately. But there's a lot of work to get done before we get to that point. The Republicans, as I said, and you mentioned Chairman Jordan as well, he's been outstanding um, they've done a fantastic job unearthing this, investigating it, getting the truth out to the American people. But I also think that we would not be seeing a lot of this, Lou, if the leftist power brokers didn't want us to see it. Mm -hmm. because they do an outstanding job of burying all of this when it's convenient and they want to position somebody and, and take advantage of certain dynamics. 
the fact that we are seeing this tells me that the left's power brokers are done with Joe Biden. He has served his purpose. He's now a useful idiot, uh, but even that shelf life is limited. And so this is the reason why you're seeing movement on the Hunter Biden case. This is why you're seeing th this kind of stuff percolate up. And that leads me to believe that they are ready to ditch him because, look, they cannot run with a weak candidate. I'm sure they've got a massive crisis plan like they did in 2020 to try to stop Donald Trump. And they could get away with the basement strategy during that year with mm -hmm. Biden. But next year, if they feel by this fall or winter, Lou, that they're not going to be able to get Joe Biden through this gauntlet this time, they will ditch him so fast, your head will spin. And then the question is, do they go with Kamala or does it become a free-for-all with Gavin Newsom, Michelle Obama, Mrs. Clinton? I mean, who knows? I, who knows is, is, <laughs> it is the correct question. I, I don't think, though, Monica, that it will be Kamala. Uh, Kamala has proved herself to be uh, almost as impaired as the, as the, as the president. Yes. Uh, she is, I cannot... I literally cannot make sense of what she's trying to say, let alone what she is saying. <laughs> right. it, it, it's, she is simply, I, I can't even imagine how we have two such people in the top two offices of this country. I, I suggested the other day uh, that uh, being somewhat ironic and perhaps a little absurd, I suggested that the country go to reparations because I believe we should, uh, without question, uh, should seek those reparations from the Democratic National Committee and everyone associated with pushing forward those two people to lead this country. Uh, the damages they've done, the reparations will be in the trillions, of course. And I do believe that the Democratic National Committee should be held accountable uh, through reparations just for the damage that they have done to this nation. Uh, Perhaps that's a pipe dream, but who knows in this day and age? Well, you saw what California just did. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's all, it's coming. California always leads the way on the radical leftist Marxist kind of insanity. So I, I'm sure once again, Lou Dobbs, way ahead of your time. Um, <laughs> I have to admit, I was inspired by them uh, in California. <laughs> I mean, it's just unbelievable. Okay, Lou, please stand by. We've got much more coming up straight ahead. Okay, we're back with Lou Dobbs. Let's turn to the border because, as I said at the beginning of the show, in so many ways, you have long been ahead of your time. And I do remember years and years ago when you were still on CNN. Um, you were talking about the border, the need for enforcement, the need for responsible illegal uh, immigrant, you know, illegal immigration policy, overall immigration policy, so that we could really get a handle on who was coming into the country and why, track them, etc., deport those who were in the country illegally and did not do it the right way. And you made quite a splash at the time. And I remember, you know, watching you every single night talking about this and thinking that this issue is bigger than anybody thinks. And thank God for Lou Dobbs on CNN every night talking about it, because, of course, the press wanted to bury the fact that we were being invaded back then. Now we've got a president who is deliberately destroying the country. Uh, and it is deliberate because he would have changed course by now if it weren't. The open border policy, this is about the erasure of our borders to, to try to track the world into a one world government, but it is also about flooding the zone with as many illegals as possible. Given your long track record here talking about illegal immigration, number one, have you ever seen anything like this before? And number two, how do we survive this? Well, the, the the second question is the, of course, the the most important. And uh, as to this this invasion, and there was a time I couldn't use the word invasion because I would be attacked so uh, virulently by the by the left. By the time you said, I think we should secure the border, there were eighteen cries of racism because on the other side of that border happened to be uh, Hispanics from Central uh, uh, Central America and and Mexico, of course. 
but the, the reality is that there is so much disinformation uh, around the border, the issue of border security and illegal immigration and immigration itself. For one thing, I in this all this time, Monica, and we're going back 20, 25 years, I never once said at, at any point did I suggest mass deportation of anyone. I mean, check the record. I just didn't uh, do that. What I said was control immigration and protect the border. And by the way, I, my focus has always been the middle class of this country, Monica, because I really believe that's where the, the American dream burns brightest. It is the, it is the if, if you will, the beacon to the world of what we can do as Americans in this free society, this constitutional republic, this capitalist system. It has worked for over 200 years, and only now do we think we have found somehow uh, some brilliant lights in our society who know better than uh, our, our founders and for all who have sacrificed so much over the course of our history uh, in preserving these American rights. A lot of people want to talk about uh, uh, God-given rights. Uh, they want to talk about universal rights, human rights, uh, mostly the people on the left in the latter two. But the truth is, God inspired our founders. Uh, God brought together the people who created these ideas, brought them to paper, and we call that the Constitution, and we call that the Freedom, the Declaration of Independence. Though all of our rights are American rights. We fought for them, we created them, and God blessed us uh, with enough strength and courage and wisdom and did I mention ferocity, uh, to put them to paper and defend them over the course of 250 years. Uh, it is just stunning to me to think that this uh, is to all be given away as if all of this is trivial, and that by bringing in all of these people to destroy our middle class, to compete with them on wages, to compete with them in every way, People are going to be losing jobs, so say the uh, the <laughs> literati of the economics, in, in the next uh, six to six months to a year, that we're going to be in recession. There'll be layoffs. We know Jerome Powell, of course, at the Fed is working very hard to do that. So what are we doing? We do know that the elites have decided that because 1.9 million Americans over the course of the last two years have retired and withdrawn from the labor force, which has reduced the labor force uh, participation rate, that uh, they decided they would just simply sprint, throw the doors open and bring in 10 million illegal immigrants to keep wages down. And and be everyone here should listening to us should be clear about this, Monica. This is not a, uh, it, there's nothing about this that is accidental or uh, just simply coincidental. Uh, this is a plot by, uh, uh, and a orchestrated effort by corporate America, Wall Street, uh, the Democratic Party, to bring in as many people as possible, because the Republican Party has in its uh, within its body a group of uh, Americans who really believe in our values, who really believe that we should have national security, that we shouldn't be adventuring into uh, wars uh, across the across the world. We have troops. Uh, the other day, I was talking with uh, Rob O'Neill, uh, who famously, an Navy SEAL, who famously killed, of course, Osama bin Laden. We were talking about how then our, our, our forces are spread. We're in Syria. We're in, you know, Qatar. We're, we have bases all over. We have spread a already a reduced military force so thin that we effectively don't have the power right now. If we had a president ready to defend that border, to do so with great energy and absolutely assured success. And that should scare everyone. This is the deliberate torpedoing of the country. And, no you, and you and I have talked about this. This goes way back for decades, communist infiltration, Marxist revolution. And now we've got, you know, we mentioned AOC earlier today on the show. She is an out communist, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. I mean, this is where all of the energy and activism are in the Democratic Party. These are revolutionaries. This is not, you know, Democrats who are uh, people who still vote Democrat in this country. They think that they're voting for the party of Bill Clinton or JFK or FDR. No, <laughs> this is a Marxist revolutionary party. 
okay? And the, their objective is the undermining and destruction of the nation. And right now, because this has been going on so long, we're, we're at a real tipping point where Joe Biden, who's merely a puppet for the Obama machine, the globalists left and so on, it, it, he is moving with all deliberate speed to push us over the tipping point. And, and this is where we are right now. And look, we, we all want Donald Trump reelected a president because he gets it, he's not in on it, he's strong enough to push back on it. But this is not gonna be fixed with one election cycle. This is going to be a, have to be a long-term effort on the part of all of us to recognize the problems, not just with a wide open border, but cities in collapse, crime, the economic issues, which we haven't even really delved much into with you, Lou. And I, before we let you go, I want to get your read on the economy. But all of this is of a piece to destroy the country. So if we are going to save her, we need everybody to recognize the issue and recognize this is going to have to be a long-term project. You couldn't be more correct. And the, but this is, uh, in the first instance, 2024, the existential election for the country without, without prevailing against the Marxist Dems uh, in that election uh, and winning back the White House, hopefully winning back the Senate and the odds look, as we know, good there uh, and retaining the House. If we do not have control of government, and the power to set this country's course right, uh, we will, I don't know that we will survive. I truly, I think it is, and I hope I'm not being uh, hyperbolic or uh, in any way sensational about it, but I, I just truly feel that way. Uh, I sense it, I, I think it, I, I know it in my bones that if we don't get this right for 2024, uh, not much matters. To get done what all we need to do, which is restore American rights, to straighten out our laws. We've had a Supreme Court until this one. We've had a Supreme Court over the course of the past 50 years uh, that have brought us cases, made decisions that are absolutely monstrous in their effect and which have changed uh, the course of history from what should have been. Uh, whether it be the way in which we conduct our election, suddenly it's not election day as required uh, by law. It is election season. It is election, you name it, month. Uh, we have reached a level of absurdity uh, because of the uh, the power and the prerogative that, that the left has, has seized. And we've got to reverse all of that. We have a government, as you well know, an FBI, a Department of Justice that is with I mean, it's calamitous. Uh, it has become a weapon against the American people. That is the mm -hmm. FBI and DOJ. Uh, we know the same is true of our intelligence agencies, which have uh, conspired uh, with the deep state, the broader deep state uh, and the Democrats uh, to take control of our elections. And to listen to last week in that debate with uh, I mean, that was supposed to be a town hall with President Trump, for that uh, the moderator to continue to insist that no, there was a fair election, there was not rigged that election. What she said was a lie, and it was yes. a lie validated by her superiors and her newsroom and the and the preposterous left in this country. There are great questions to be answered. There are great issues to resolve in our elections. And yes, there were many, many instances of rigged elections, not the least of which what is unfolding in Arizona, uh, what will likely be uh, across a number of states as we approach 2024. This is far from resolved and no journalist worth their salt should ever suggest that they know for a fact that that election was not but let me just give you an example. Uh, the, the Cyber and Infrastructure Security Agency famously held uh, that uh, just within a week of the election in 2020, that the, it was the most secure election in the world. Uh, within a month, Attorney General William Barr said, oh, there was nothing, uh, no problem at all. We've investigated and found absolutely no fraud or problem. Uh, the fact is, we did find a problem. Uh, cyber, uh, cyber and Infrastructure Security, the federal agency responsible for uh, preserving and protecting our election system, had to withdraw that statement 
uh, 20 months later, announcing that indeed that a panel had found nine vulnerabilities in certain software. I'm not going to use the name that's been litigated and done with, and I'm happy for everybody. Uh, there were nine vulnerabilities that all could have been attacked from uh, any outside force, uh, state actor or, or ma malign actor uh, domestically. Uh, all of this then, but it, it is straightforward. William Barr knew that, uh, and, I, and I will get off this, but and William Barr knew that Biden had lied and knew that there was a conspiracy, I am sure, to shut down conservative voices and to elect Joe Biden rather than uh, Donald Trump. I truly believe, as we sit here talking today, Monica, that President Trump was cheated of his reelection, and he was cheated in ways that people didn't even begin to imagine at in the first uh, few months uh, following that election. What we have learned is truly astonishing, and that has to be fixed. Yes, yes. And the truth needs to be exposed. You know, the, the left has called it the big lie. You know what, Lou? The big lie is the big lie. And ultimately, we are going to get the truth about it, although it may take much longer than anybody anticipates yep. here, unfortunately. We've got to hit another quick break, but we've got much more coming up on the other side with Lou. First, so guys, you know, we're talking about the economy. There is one asset that has withstood it all, famine, wars, political and economic upheaval going all the way back to biblical times, and that's gold. And now you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text MONICA to 989 898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand throughout the entire process and make it so easy. Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Nobody really knows, right? So protect your savings now with gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with a Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text MONICA to 989 898 to get your free info kit on gold. Again, text Monica to 989-898. We're coming right back. We're back now with our final moments here with the great Lou Dobbs. Before we let you go in our final minutes here, because you are Lou Dobbs, would not be complete this conversation without talking about the state of the Biden economy, which is pretty anemic. Can you give us your read on where we are right now in the economy and where we're headed? I can I can tell you where we are. Where we're headed, I don't know. And I think it does depend largely on what happens electorally uh, in 2024. Uh, in terms of the economy, we are looking at $2 trillion debts uh, running for the next decade. Uh, we're looking at a 33, almost a $33 uh, trillion dollar, uh, national debt. Uh, we, I used to talk about, we've got to correct this uh, because we're going to be a debtor nation in perpetuity. Uh, unfortunately, I was talking about it 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you remember Pete Peterson, a wonderful, yeah. uh, wonderful man, uh, a Wall Streeter par excellence. And he was just, you know, we talked about it. We were both a little uh, obsessive about it because we watched what was happening to the economy. We now owe, it used to the people would say, well, you don't owe anybody. You just owe yourselves. Well, that's no longer true. We're approaching $8 trillion that we owe foreigners, okay? Uh, we cannot sustain this. And the re interest rates are higher. The Federal Reserve is in a terrible position. Interest rates are moving higher. That means the price of paying off this debt that is being accumulated by the trillions every year uh, is, is going to overwhelm us. And I don't know whether that's going to happen in a year or two years, uh, but it is going to happen unless we take control of it. And we have to come together around that issue, but we're not going to come together uh, on that uh, Republicans and conservatives and the Democrats and the Marxists, because the Marxist dims mean to destroy the country, as you said earlier. Uh, this is part of the plan. 
overwhelm this country with debt, overwhelm it with uh, limited possibilities because of debt and deficits. And you have the, the recipe that they, they want to conjure, which is the destruction of the economy, the destruction of our society and our way of life. And they are well on the way to it. Uh, they've done more than lay a foundation. Uh, they are, have built uh, a, an architecture here uh, that will be disastrous unless we take control of this nation and restore our values, uh, and unless we restore our law and respect for this constitution and this constitutional republic. Well, we are going to leave it there because that's a very, very important message. Yes, this is the deliberate takedown of this country. And nobody, nobody really says the follow-up question, Lou, which is to what end? And we know what end it is, which is a one-world government with essentially a collectivist communist economic model um, driving all, all of us, first of all, the United States into a vassal state of the, the, the globalists and the CCP and turning all of us into slaves of that state, just like every Marxist model. That is the end that they envision with, of course, them on top, the vanguard, as Marx called it, the ruling class that is not subjected to any of this and can live high off the hog. It's just history repeating itself. And we need everybody um, on the line here. We need everybody willing to stand up and fight for this great country as you do every day on your fantastic show. Please go check out Lou's uh, just unbelievable podcast. It's called The Great America Show. Get it wherever you get your podcast. You will not be sorry. You'll be obsessed immediately as I was and remain. Lou, I cannot thank you enough, my friend. God bless you. God bless you, Monica. Thanks, my friend. Always a pleasure. Wow, what a conversation, right? Huge. Love Lou so much. He's such an important voice, really. It's been an absolute joy to talk to him today. All right, later in the week, we're going to cover Michelle Obama and what she's up to, not to be missed. And Vivek Ramaswamy is going to join us. That is going to be Blockbuster Conversations, guys. All right, have a great start to your week, and I will see you right back here on Wednesday. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 